This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? (laughs) Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Hopefully you're having a great week. This week has been pretty nuts for me because my baby turned five years old on the 19th. And if y'all know me at all from listening to this podcast or your morning show, you guys know I hate cliche things. It's like, to me. But that age-old thing about the time flies is so damn true. Annoying and cliche, but true. And last week, I had a couple of you guys suggesting, as you know I love when you suggest for my podcast, things you want to hear more of. Some of you guys suggested that I do a podcast about um, Lyric's birth story and motherhood with him so far because I'm about to be a mommy again in a couple of months. And I thought, like, what better a time to do that than, you know, celebrating his fifth birthday. And by the way, thank you guys so, 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 so much for all the like love and well wishes and little videos that you sent Lyric was so sweet. His fifth birthday was precious. We're going to have the big party this weekend, but our little celebration with him yesterday with presents and, you know, Marshall giving him the big go-kart that he bought and restored for him. It was very, very sweet. And I think it's like a very precious memory of mine that I will keep forever seeing my son run up to Marshall and give him the grandest hug I've ever seen him give anybody before he even ran to the go-kart. It just, I'll keep that in my head for always because we are now a complete family or will be in February when baby W is born, but I'm getting ahead of myself and getting emotional already. Because there's five years prior to that before our family is the way it is now. Um, So when my whole journey as a mommy started, before it started, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. I wanted the traditional family, picket fence, all of that things. But it didn't start that way. Um, I started my whole pregnancy journey as a single mom. And holy shnikes, was I scared shitless. I feel like with my pregnancy with Lyric, it didn't exactly go by fast. I feel like this current pregnancy is going by really quick, but I feel like it, it didn't go by super fast. And that almost made me more anxious. Like I had more time to soak it in like, Oh God, I'm going to be doing this by myself. You know, I was in Atlanta. All of my family was in Florida I had really close friends there, but, you know, it's not the same thing as having grandparents or aunts and uncles or cousins around to help you. So this was a full-on, like, financially, emotionally, physically, we were doing the damn thing, me and him. Um, I originally wanted a girl with Lyric, and just like Baby W, I cried when I found out it wasn't a girl. Obviously, it all worked out. 
But uh, I remember writing a letter to Lyric, and we did this on air in my show in Atlanta, like saying all the things that I was afraid of and the things that I was worried I wouldn't be able to give him as a mother to a boy and as a single mother. And it's crazy because I still feel that way. Can I be a good mom to a boy? You know, am I going to be everything he ever needs me to be? Because I'm 39 years old and I still need my mommy. You don't ever stop that. It's not like they're 18 years old and bye, I'm done. No. Um, But I remember being very scared. I wasn't as fearless then as I am now. And I don't really consider myself fearless because I still get shook. But I'm more comfortable in my role as a mom, obviously, five years in. And I always think about, you know, just doing the right thing and loving him. And that's the best course you can do. But when it was time for me to give birth to Little Lyric after I had moved seven months pregnant by myself with movers, I had put together his whole nursery, I had painted his furniture, I had done everything on my own. Uh, it was time. And I had to get induced with Lyric because it was either that or I was going to give birth by myself and I wanted my mom to be there. And his birth story is so hainy to me. Like, I don't, it's not, <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it's not like this beautiful, magical, mystical moment type situation. It wasn't that. So I gave birth on a Sunday and I was scheduled to come in and they were supposed to call me that day and let me know when. I was like, okay, that's weird. And by the time, I think it was like 11 o'clock, they were supposed to call me to come in or that was the day I was induced. It, it was like the call hadn't come and I was like, what the hell? What's going on? Like, and I called them like, no, you're not scheduled. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I only had my mom there for a few days afterwards, like five or six days after. She had to go back to work. She wasn't retired yet at the time. And it was like, oh my God, what? Wow. And then finally like, no, 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 no. It's fine. You can come in. I was like, Ugh, okay, this is going well. So we get in there. The hospital was nice. My mom and I are kind of bickering back and forth because, you know, that's what we do in Puerto Rican families. You know, she was stressing me out. I love her, but she stresses me out. And the nurse asked me, she says, well, do you want something to sleep? Yes. Yes, ma'am, I do. And they had given me Pitocin to get things going. And I guess, like, things started to roll. I don't remember, like, getting contractions or feeling pain, really. I think it was mostly because, like, when they asked me if I wanted an epidural, yep, give me all of it. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I was not, like, I'm props to the mamas that do it natural. Nope. If I didn't have to feel all that, I didn't want to. And I still stick to that with this baby, too, that I'm currently carrying. Um, but it's weird because it's just like little blips and little like weird flashes. I don't really remember all of it super vividly. Some might say that's the drugs, but whatevs, I was comfortable. I wasn't hurting. But it, I remember things like I wanted to take a bath because I had a really nice room, which I paid for out the wazoo later. Lot. It's expensive to give birth. Um, but growing up, my mom always took baths when she needed to be comforted. I always did it too. And I wanted to take a bath and the nurses were like, no, 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 no. We need to monitor his heart rate. Da, 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 da. And I was not listening. I was a demon. I was like, I want to take a bath. They're like, fine, fine, fine. She's stressing out. Let her take a bath. So I took a quick bath and then all of a sudden I started freaking out because I can't find my rosary. I had this beautiful blue, like sapphire colored rosary that my mom had given me and I wanted it close to me and I couldn't find it. It was in the bag somewhere, but I didn't know where I had put it. And I was like, I want my rosary, screaming. 
psycho. <laughs> like, God bless those nurses. And I was like, you can have my rosary. I was like, no, I want mine. So finally we find the rosary. Things start progressing or whatever. And uh, then they start telling me, well, we're going to have to do an emergency C-section. I said, excuse me, nope. Wait, what? Why? Heart rate's dropping. Huh? And I again, this is all such a blur to me. And I don't know if it was just all stress mounting or me not realizing every responsibility that was going to be upon me. But I like say I blacked out but I like don't feel like I was entirely there for all of it I was there but I think I was just overwhelmed to the max but I was not having a c-section nothing wrong with having a c-section but for me I was afraid I didn't know the recovery time of it and I just kept thinking in the back of my head no 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 I don't have time to recover upstairs and down I can't do this by myself with recovering blah 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 blah. and I looked at the doctor and I said "Eh, eh no I'm having this baby vaginally, which actually I'm sort of proud of, and I'll get to that. Well, no, I'll tell you right now. For me, I'll just say this. Know your birthing plan and know what you want and advocate for what you want. I'm not saying going against the doctors or they, I mean, obviously they know what they're doing. They've done it a few more times than I have, but you need to have your birth plan and advocate for what you want. So I'll go into the soapbox on that one, but I was like, no, I'm having this baby not via c-section and she said all right then you got to get him out let's go and I was like (laughs) this is when the Riley of today came out like all right try me let's go literally 20 minutes 10 pushes boom he was out and the doctor looked at me and said are you proud of yourself because whoa I am I didn't think she could think I could do it that way and I remember he came out, my mom starts bawling, oh my God, he's here, he's here, but he didn't cry right away. And they were squeegeeing him with that little puffy thing to get like the mucus out of his nose and out of his mouth. And I'm not realizing that that's what's happening. All I kept thinking is, I want my baby, give me my baby, I want to do skin to skin because I'd read about it and I was like, I need this, I need this, give me my baby. And they're like, no, we need to like care for him. Again, in this weird, overwhelmed days, I kind of couldn't see straight. And finally he cries. My, my mom's bawling along with him, and I get him in my arms and felt nothing. That sucks. But it is very real, and that's how we keep it around here on Really Riley. Now listen, obviously it wasn't a situation where I didn't love my son or didn't want him, but I felt nothing. There was not that moment of looking over at the baby's father and crying, oh, my God, this is what we made. There wasn't this rush of my whole life has come to fruition. Everything is perfect, yada, 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 yada. Nope, not one bit of it. And I don't feel ashamed in saying that because I've heard since from other mothers, after all the commotion and your whole bottom half is, like, ripped open, there's there's pain, there's medicine, there's commotion, there's all these things going on that that's okay. It's so hard for me to say that, though, you know, because I can feel the judginess. But it is what I felt. Avi, five years later, he's my whole universe, so things have changed. But I also didn't get that first picture. I wasn't concerned about it because I was so tired and so overwhelmed, and usually you have other people taking it for you. Well, my mom took one, and I don't know where that picture went. I think it got deleted somewhere because she's not the most tech-savvy person. But that was it. That was him coming into this world. 
And then it got crazier. So right before I had Lyric, I had bought a car because I had a Mustang. And I obviously wasn't going to get a car seat in that. But there was problems with the car. Like the car that they gave me wasn't the car that I ordered, the car that like I paid for. So they had to send that first car back and I got my car. But then I get letter, uh, email, uh, sorry, a voicemail a day after I deliver that apparently their loan people forgot to pay off the first car or or like take the first car out of my name. So I was now responsible for two car payments and this car that I didn't have in my possession. Oh, oh God. And the hormones came rushing in and the crying, mom, what am I going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And this is when my mom was a rock star. That She's like, stop, take it, just chill. I will take care of it. And got on the phone like the mafia and just got onto these people's asses and figured it out. So thank God for that. But like, what a thing to have to deal with right after you give birth. And there was no husband to get on the phone. There was no, none of that. This was, this was, this was the peak into the flash forward of my life or so I thought. And then I wanted to breastfeed. Well, I had found in that commotion when I was freaking out about the car that the nurse had gone ahead and fed him. And I was furious which it probably wasn't her fault. I don't really know what the snafu was there, but I was so mad. Like, first off, I didn't get skin to skin with him, and now he's not going to latch on to me, which he never did. So, hmm. but it was it was commotion. So then, you know, you're in there for a couple of days. The lactation therapist is in there with me and working with me, trying to get him to latch. He really wouldn't. And I didn't have any complications. Everything was healthy. Baby was healthy. Mommy was healthy. I got four stitches down south, which y'all ladies know how fun that is if you've had a child. That's the stuff they don't tell you. And leaving the hospital, you would think, is this Hallmark movie of, you know, oh, I just had a baby and everything is so great. Um, I pooped on myself. <laughs> Gave it a real. So they don't let you just, like, leave. They have to have, you know, my mom had to go get the car. They had to check out with all this paperwork or whatever. So as I'm getting ready to go, my mom's going down to get the car, bring all of, like, you know, the goodies that we had brought with us down to the car, getting the car seat checked out because they had to have a nurse make sure it was in there properly. And Lyric is screaming, crying. He won't latch on to me. I don't have a bottle or anything prepared because I'm thinking, okay, we're just going to get out of here and go home. And because everything was... The way it is after you have birth down there. I'm sitting there on the bench waiting to leave, and I had to go to the bathroom. I didn't have a sling to put Lyric in. They had just taken out the cart where he, like, you know, little baby carts or whatever when they're newborns. So, yeah, number two in my pants. Uh Uh-huh. So (laughs) I did not have the most beautiful of birthing stories. So then... You know, we get home, and I had a really cute couple of days with my mom. I had my first dance with Lyric in the kitchen, and we got that on video, thank God. Like, that's something that, since I didn't get that first picture of him and I, like, right after birth, that I was a picture-crazy person. I have, like, every stage, which is great. And, you know, we were dancing in the kitchen and my mom was crying and it was like really pretty moments. Like I I kept thinking like this is his first dance. This is I am the first person this little boy will ever dance with. And it's like one of those moments, like those chapters or pictures in time that stay with you. And I think this is like a lot of what motherhood is made up on because you 
you live for those moments. They're like lifeblood for you. So a couple days later, my mom left and my sister came in in that time. One of my best friends came in in that time. Like, that's the thing. Like, I got some A1 friends because they all knew how hard it was going to be for me because I only stayed away from work for, I think, four or five weeks because I didn't know anything about properly taking off from maternity leave. My vacation ran out. I didn't have long-term disability. So, yeah, I didn't get paid for, like, the last two weeks of that. It was crazy. So I had to go back to work. And all in the midst of that, I'm trying to learn how to have Lyric breastfeed, and he refused to suckle. He wouldn't do it. And that was like, oh, my God, I'm such a failure. And I was stubborn, and I was like, I'm going to (laughs) pump. And my boobs were stubborn as well and didn't want to produce anything. And I think a lot of that had to do with stress. So in all that mumbo-jumbo stress, You can imagine that postpartum depression set its ugly ass right on in. Remember what I was talking about, about feeling nothing for my son? I think that a little bit of that stayed there. I had moments of complete, like, love and all that stuff, but then there was all these moments of, like, self-loathing and just feeling alone and why did I do this and what is my life? And that I regret. Because if somebody had held up a mirror in my face and just shown me what my future would be today... I would have held on and savored every single one of those little moments at first. Because, side note, I don't like little tiny, tiny babies, like when they look like they're aliens and you feel like you're going to break them at every second. You know, because I was petrified. And, I mean, not to mention, I if I had to go poop or if I had to take a shower, I had to, like, put that kid in either a sling and sit on the potty or put him in a little bassinet and get in the shower. And, I mean, it, it was tough. I always say, like, I would not trade my son for anything. But would I trade the way I did it? Yeah, maybe. But then again, didn't it shape me a lot? So it's kind of a catch-22. But that was about the first year of motherhood for me, and it was bumpy. And then I made it bumpier because I left Atlanta to come get my dream job here in D.C. with a one-year-old knowing no one, no friends, leaving the little support system in Atlanta that I had to move across the country. Let's do this. I was crazy, crazy, but driven. And I'm glad that I did it. Because Look where we are now. But that first two years here in D.C. as a mom, oh, my God, it was some of the most lonely and desperate times I've ever had in my entire life. I went broke because it's expensive to live here and I misgaged just how expensive it would be. Childcare, being a single mom, doing it all on my own financially, physically. Like basically if I ever wanted to go anywhere, which I really didn't for like the first year, I had to pay somebody to watch my kid. There was not a social life. It was me and him all of the time, which is beautiful to have those memories, but it's also as a person You need friends. I had my friends come visit, which was wonderful, but then it was almost even more gut-wrenching when they would leave. But in that, Lyric and I were together. And there were still, like, these really wonderful moments, like him really walking for the first time in that first condo that I lived in for three years. But I hated, by the way, and now I kind of miss. Go figure. 
I mean, there was potty training in that house of him wiping and drawing with poop on his glider chair. <laughs> you know, like him learning how to brush his teeth in that house. And finally, when it went poopy in the potty was in that house. And how we went to the pool afterwards to celebrate. And he got a brand new rubber d- or boat toy or whatever. Like, I know I'm rambling, but those three first years of being a single mom on my own and the terror, tears, laughter, love, excitement, uncertainty, all of it that came along with it are times that I am grateful that I had. Still, like I said, do I think, do I, would I have wanted to do it over and met my fiance Marshall a little sooner? Yeah. But it proved to me that, like, you know, when people always say, like, Riley, how do you do it? I used to always say, you just do. You know, and for the longest time, I really had just thought that my life for this fairy tale that I had thought would eventually happen. I kind of gave up on it. And I was like, well, Lyric's just going to have to be my prince. Right after I said that. Right after I got okay with that. There was Marshall. A lot of you guys asked me about like dating prior to Marshall, and it was a crapshoot. It was, I mean, there were guys that were cool with me being a single mom, but did I think that they were going to like wrap themselves around the responsibility of being a father to my son? No. Uh uh. I mean, there were some kids that, I didn't want to go into that. That's a whole nother podcast because there were some doozies up in there. Yuck. But parenting took on a different thing when Marshall came into it I had realized the reason why I had the fears that I had in the beginning with Lyric of am I going to be enough am I going to be able to be a good mom to a boy I was don't get me wrong I kicked I killed that shit but I see Marshall playing rough and tumbly with Lyric and playing soccer with him and fixing things and tools. And I'm not saying all boys have to do that and you have to, you know, like it's, I'm not doing the whole gender roles thing. I'm just saying for the type of kid and the type of boy that Lyric is and the way I see him flourish in that environment, I don't know that I would have been able to fully give that in the way that Marshall does. Maybe Marshall's just a rock star. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not just a man woman role. I think that's more what it is, but in the beginning, Allowing another person in after this single mom role had been like the one thing I was clutching to for so long. That was difficult for me for a while. Like I wouldn't even let like Marshall open doors for me, let alone help with lyric. But the first time he ever watched him, I had no choice because half my tooth fell out and the nerve was exposed and I had to have basically emergency surgery And he came in like a white knight and said, babe, go ahead. I got it. Went to Walmart that day, bought a car seat, installed it in the parking lot, picked him up from school, took care of him, cleaned up his poop explosion. And when I got home, he was bathed and happy and giggling on Marshall's lap. If that ain't a panty dropper, I don't know what is. I mean, God smiled on both of us when he sent us Marshall. And that took me a little while to let go of the reins of parenting. Now, granted, I say a little while, but we've only been together for two years. But boy, has it changed. 
That man literally jumped into the role of dad like nothing I've ever seen. And it makes me very happy and proud to know the unit I have created for my son. Again, would Lyric have had a wonderful, fabulous life if it was just the two of us? Of course. This is not anything I'm saying that single moms can't do it alone, single dads can't do it alone. No, 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 no. I would never, ever, ever say that. I'm just saying the addition of another person to love him in the way that he does, Marshall loves Lyric, is awe-inspiring and wonderful. And who wouldn't want that for their children? And we're about to add a baby brother. But it's crazy because the last two years of like being parents versus parent. It's nice. I'm going to tell you, I can go poop on myself and I can take a shower by myself. And because my man's a prince, I can go get a pedicure every now and again while he takes the kid for a boy's day. And now we're going to add to the family and give Lyric a little brother. It's funny because I was okay with just having one kid. I knew that I always wanted to be a mom, but like kids, uh, wasn't necessarily a thing for me, especially when I did it the way I did it as a single mom at first. I was like, hey, nope, not having another one. But then when I met Marshall, he adores a lyric, and he had always said to me, you know, you guys are enough. We don't have to have another one. And then we got pregnant and had a miscarriage, and then it was just I, I wanted it so badly for Marshall, for both of us, for a lyric too. I mean, he came home two weeks before we told him, that we were having another baby because we wanted to wait a little while to make everything was sure everything was safe. He came home from school crying his eyes out. I want a little brother or sister. Everybody has one but me. And I was like, God's got such a funny sense of humor. It's like, hold on, kid. And giving him that, giving him like a buddy to go through life with is so special. I mean, I don't really have that with my sister. You know, we love each other, but we're not super close. And we're four years apart. They're going to be five years apart. So my hope is that Lyric will fall into this role of being a protector, a guider. Like, if he takes after Marshall, 100%, he's going to be that way. And it's going to be such a trippy experience to see because on his fifth birthday when I was going through all the photos and, like, posting little Insta stories of when he was just a tiny, tiny little chubby baby – to where he is now, I'm just like, I just can't imagine seeing him as a brother. Like, oh, God, be still my heart. I just think I will always see my little boy as like this eighth-month-old, chubby, gray-eyed little guy. I think I pick eight months is because that's when I really bonded with him. That's when he had his little personality and he was develop all of these things. And it really, like, clicked as much as it can motherhood for me. You know, like as much as you feel like, all right, I can do this. It, eight months is, is what it was for me. And I think I will always see him that way. He could be walking down the aisle to get married. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> Let's not go that far. But you know what I'm saying? He could be driving a car or he could be 10 years old or 50 years old. And I will forever see him as that tiny little cherub baby on my hip pulling my hair and not fully able to communicate with me except for to look at me and make me feel like I'm his entire universe. Oh, man. Motherhood is trippy and emotional, y'all. 
But yeah. Motherhood thus far. This five years. Has been. Everything. And by everything I don't mean just the ushy gushy shit. <laughs> I mean all of the crap too. It's been everything. Hard. Wonderful. Full of tears. Full of life. Full of laughter. Full of poop. <laughs> full of debt. Full of prosperity. Full of elation, full of anger, full of silliness, milestones, all the things. Motherhood has been, so far, everything. And here we go again. (laughs) But you guys, that's it. That's like really my, you know, sort of short story of motherhood up to five years. Thank you guys for listening. And thanks for the suggestion. I really love it when you guys give me those little nuggets because then I don't have to think harder. I'm joking. No, I really like it when you guys listen and, you know, let me get out all the little rants I do because connecting with you guys is my fave. And this podcast has become a really big form of therapy for me. And it's been heartwarming to have you guys connect with me too. So keeping with tradition, there's stuff you guys want to hear, stuff you don't want to hear. If you want to share some of your stories with me, I would love for you to hit me up at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Snapchat is at Radio Recon. TikTok is Riley Couture 7. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's really Riley. <laughs>